This, 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 this is mythical. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues, and the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard I've, you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of sure, instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. Don't forget this Thanksgiving season, self-love is the greatest form of love. Blah, blah, blah. Too much talk about self-love, not enough talk about self-basting turkeys. This, this is, is a hot dog is a sandwich. sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest internet debates. I'm your host, Josh Air. And I'm your host, Nicole. I love stuffing Thanksgiving. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta do uh, that again. <laughs> no, when your parents came here from Iran, they, they were like, what's the most American <laughs> middle name we can give her? And it was Nicole. I love stuffing Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hendy's Ade. No, we have to do um, it again. We have to do it again. Okay, fine. Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show we break down the world's biggest internet debates. I'm your host, Josh Air. And I'm your host, Nicole Anaity. Oh, you, I thought you were going to give yourself a long fictional middle name like you did in the failed take that we just had. Okay. And I'm your host, Nicole. Why not cranberry sauce? And I. <laughs> Why not cranberry sauce? And that is effectively, Nicole, the topic that we're talking about today. We wanted to take a break from mm -hmm. all of our vitriolic debates about whether or not a corn dog is a cannoli. That's right. Uh, to actually give people some salient cooking advice. That's right. We have compiled 10 of our greatest Thanksgiving tips. We sat there. On our, on our pooters, mm -hmm. short for computers. Yeah, I'm familiar with pooters. just, just uh -huh. wrote out everything What else could felt? a pooter be confused for, Nicole? <laughs> I don't know. Let's you know, see. you eat a big Thanksgiving meal, you sit down in the toilet, and what's coming out that pooter? Oh, pooter Anyways, is butt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but no, we got Thanksgiving coming yeah, up. Yeah, we do. You know, we got a big NFC West matchup with the 49ers playing the Seahawks. Yeah, Jerry Rice was on the 49ers. Jerry, well, I'm glad that you know that. And his son... Brandon Rice is on the OC Trojans. Uh, okay. But <laughs> speaking of football, uh, yes. Thanksgiving is the Super Bowl for food. That's right. People got to cook a lot. That's true. We have a lot of cooking expertise. I would say we have a large amount of it. And I think we have an ethical obligation to mm -hmm. lend that cooking expertise to people to make their lives better. That's right. What do you think the, the biggest pitfalls during cooking Thanksgiving dinner are? I think people just get really caught up in the... In the yeah. 
the whirlwind that is Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. They want to impress everybody. They want to make their homes nice and open and welcome to everybody. And they have maybe like 45 things going on at one time when honestly the human brain I've heard on TikTok can only... can only concentrate on four things at one time. And like, how can you do that when you got potatoes that are, you know, that are boiling away, a turkey that's cooking, you got to baste every 15 minutes, and then mm-hmm. you got to open up the can of of uh, cranberry sauce. So you got to make sure your things are seasoned properly. It's really hard to manage. Yeah. They hold on too tight. People yeah. hold on too tight. You got to Bruce Lee, be like water. You know what I mean? You got to be fluid. You got to move mm. with the groove. What I'm yeah. saying is, if this is up your alley, drink a little bit, baby. That's my first tip. Number one. Your number, number one, one start tip. cracking the cocktails. 10.30 a.m. You can make one of them breakfast cocktails. My most successful Thanksgiving dinner ever. I was drinking French 75s. That's a mixture of gin, lemon juice, simple syrup, and champagne. I was drinking French 75s at 10.30 in the morning. By the time Thanksgiving uh, dinner rolled around, we didn't care what the food was. So your first Thanksgiving tip is to be drunk. Yeah, that didn't make our official list. Of no, it did. Did it really? It's it's <laughs> well, according to this, nine. it's number nine. But you're but but you're going off the path a little bit. You're saying so. We wrote here, get people drunk. Oh yeah, that was number nine. Or yeah. not drunk. You can be drunk on conversation as well. The point is the meal. <laughs> is, listen, there's a lot of people that don't drink. There's children that listen. There's people who just don't yeah. drink for any amount of yeah. lifestyle reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, you can be. Uh, it's about vibes. Is what I'm saying. Okay, so you're saying set the tone by being easygoing. Lower your actual expectations. And this goes for anything okay. in life. I think okay. one of the plagues of modern society is that we all have such high expectations Plague. that you want hmm. to change the world, that hmm. you want to be famous or rich or whatever. No, people used to be happy if they knew how to lay bricks. Well, I don't think they were happy per se for laying bricks, but you know what I mean. Do you think happiness is a new thing, is like a new modern thing? being happy the way that we consider happiness and comfort is yeah it's very very new for modern society yeah, right yeah, yeah 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 and so what i'm saying is lower your expectations to what like an 1830s sorghum farmer would have had you know if you have a baby born without tuberculosis like wow That's oh my god you deal. did that uh, you did That's so you know if you deal. have food on the table you should be grateful is what i'm saying thanksgiving is more about vibes be like water don't hold on too tight so is the baby with tuberculosis getting it like in the hospital or was born with tuberculosis? Yeah, I don't know how people got tuberculosis back then, but they were always getting <laughs> always tuberculosis. Oh my God. Yeah, it was if you look at death rates like a hundred years ago, uh-huh. it was just like it, tuberculosis is like 16%. It was crazy. Shut up. Tuberculosis, massive. And so you should be grateful you don't have tuberculosis and that you're drinking French 75s on the morning okay. of your Thanksgiving dinner. That's tip number one. So number one, Josh says vibes. And if your vibe is drinking, do it. Do, do it. it. Okay. Yeah. What's That's an actual more practical cooking tip okay, for people? Actual, okay. I'm going <laughs> to, since we're not uh, married to this list in terms of order, mm. let me see what's next. Uh, here's a good one. If uh, ain't no shame in the canned food game, canned sweet potato and mm. canned cranberry sauce are your saving grace sometimes. Yeah, that's another part of you holding on too tight. Things? People being like, I got to cook literally everything from scratch. Oh, yeah. I got to make my orange pointless. zest star anise cranberry marmalade. Oh, yeah. Is that uh, a personal anecdote of yours? I did that one year and I was like, hmm, worse than ocean spray, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it's one of those things like if it's broke, don't fix it. Like yeah. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like if it's if it's already a perfect product, like you can jazz it up a little bit. Like no one's going to hate you if you make if you take cranberry sauce that's in a can Mm. and you jazz it up a little bit, that's cool. Yeah, pop a little sherry vinegar in there, you know, make it taste a little bit new. Yeah, utilize modern canning and modern food technology to make your life a little bit easier. 
Speaking of terrible times in history, the Napoleonic Wars, Nicole. Oh, please, Josh. One madman coming off about the optimism please, of the French please. Revolution, despite the brutality no. of the Jacobin regimes. Napoleonic Wars were actually a big, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, deal. Napoleonic Wars were a big deal. <laughs> the Napoleonic Wars really shifted the paradigm in uh -huh. food production and consumption. That's right. Because he was like, we got to feed all these uh, troops going on their murderous rampages around Europe. And so uh -huh. canned foods. And by Napoleon, the Napoleonic Wars were in vain unless you eat canned cranberry sauce this Thanksgiving. Oh, also isn't like, I've never been a green bean casserole kind of girl, yep. but isn't it all canned stuff other than the French's onions? Absolutely. Green bean casserole traditionally is three canned, even the French's fried onions, they basically come in canned. a can, right? Sure. Um, that's three ingredients. It's yeah. cream of mushroom soup, condensed, do not uncondense it. That's where the flavor is. Canned <laughs> green beans. And this type of stuff I have made from scratch before, mm -hmm. but I kind of made it from scratch to try and taste like the canned stuff because it's good. But I That's was like, really surely fun. with fresh vegetables, it can taste better. No, nah, it, it tastes about the same. Green beans, it's just salty and boiled. Lean into the canned stuff. Know where, know where you want to put your efforts. You can't put your mm -hmm. efforts. Nicole, if you got like nine friends in your group, I, okay, they can't all if, be your best friends. Of course not. You know? No. Sometimes you got to just not respond <laughs> to six of their texts. Oh. And then you take the three, you know, that you're really close with mm -hmm. and, you know, you focus on those relationships. It's the same with Thanksgiving. And are the three friendships the, like, dishes? Yeah. Oh. Like, okay. Okay. So my recommendation, like, turkey, right? Number one. That's okay. Yeah. Like, it's the star. It's the star. Yeah. And a bad turkey is terrible. Yeah. And sure, it can be saved with gravy. But number two might be gravy. Mm -hmm. Turkey and the gravy, that's important. Okay. You know, and then three stuffing. I, I I choose stuffing as my third. So those are the three that you would. Yeah, the rest huh. of it, it's all window dressing, not window stuffing because it was left outside the bird. Don't put windows in your turkey. Hmm. I think the three most important things to have on a table are turkey, gravy, and mac and cheese. Oh, oh. We're a mac and cheese family. Oh, well, that gets us to another rule here, Nicole, because we wrote one about the mac and cheese and we're going out of order because I forgot <laughs> that I legitimately put get people drunk as our official guidance. That's borderline <laughs> inappropriate and irresponsible. <laughs> uh, we had something about traditions being malleable. There we go. Traditions are malleable. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. We got, my, in my family, Nicole, we grew up on green bean casserole, some sort of sweet potato, some mm -hmm. sort of mashed potato, uh -huh. stuffing, turkey, and then cranberry sauce. Nice. Mac and cheese deserves, nay, you deserve to have mac and cheese on your Thanksgiving table. Why don't people do that? D I don't nobody know. does that? It was, nobody I believe, uh, in my internet chronological history, uh -huh. um, I believe there was a single white who had tweeted, mac and cheese does not belong on the Thanksgiving table. <gasps> and then many, many black people came out and said, hey, this is, mac and cheese has been on our Thanksgiving table for a long, long, long time. Yeah. Open yourself up to it. Mac and cheese is the best food. It's great to feed a crowd. Sure. You can pre-make it the day before, pop it in the oven, and yeah. it is abjectly delicious. Yeah. But you can make your own traditions. Yeah. I mean, like, come on. Like, I'm not white. I'm not black. I'm a Persian Jew that whose family came here in 1990. All of our dishes have a twang of Persian in it. For example, we don't do stuffing. We stuff the bird with rice. Oh. Also known as two deli, which translates into into the stomach. 
So we do like a rendition on stuffing, but it's a little bit Persian. Our cranberry sauce, David's aunt makes this ridiculous cranberry sauce with, um, what is it? It's cranberries, it's saffron, it's barberries, Damn. and oh. it's this sour, oh, sweet, delicious cranberry sauce that we put on top of everything. And even sometimes some people put a saffron in their mac and cheese. So traditions are malleable and you can do whatever you want. It's, it's up to you to create that dish. I'm getting inspired right now. I'm trying to game plan my own Thanksgiving now. Okay. And when we're talking about malleable traditions, I want to eat everything with a tortilla and salsa. Like, that's just how I that's enjoy how eat. eating my food. They, yeah. You've seen me eat. Yes. Every, I turn times. everything into tortilla with some sort of salsa or roti sabji, as you'd sure. call it in Hindi, right? Sure. I just want a flatbread mm-hmm. and I want saucy meats and I want something acidic on it that's well spiced. Okay, smart. Why am I not doing that? On Thanksgiving. The one day of food. The, the one day that you should yeah. be celebrating food. Yeah. And now I kind of yeah. really want to do this. I want to I want to make mole. I want to have, you know, flour tortillas. I want to take a whole bird and cook it in pig's lard like carnitas. Wow. You know? good. A little bit of orange on there, a little bit of cola. Um, I, but the point is you don't have to be beholden to all the things. Sure. sure. You might have family members that are like, mm-hmm. hey, this has to be on the table and respect that. But another tip we did write down, Nicole. Mm-hmm is don't experiment on Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah, I have a book. So does this run counter to that? Does this run counter to that? Well, well, listen, there's a TikTok of a a fine lady who's responsible for the, you know, beautiful spread and everything. And she looks at her daughter and says, don't experiment on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And she's right. Like, don't do anything crazy that you've never done before. I mean, you you can experiment here and there. If you have the knowledge and wherewithal how to experiment. It's like saying, oh, are you pointing to yourself right now? You got wherewithal to experiment? Ain't no experiment. I'm a professional. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying leave cooking on Thanksgiving to the professionals. But if you are willing to experiment, maybe leave it to someone who's like cooked a lot before. Well, okay, no, no, no. Here, let me, let me, let me Leaving? rephrase that a little bit. Let me rephrase that a little bit. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead. Your cadence, before we say anything else, hold on. Your cadence during this podcast is one of the most entertaining things I've ever listened to in my what do you life. Mean? You sound very different tonight, today. Well, it's because we're actually talking about cooking and I don't have to think a lot. So You're- I can just let it flow out. I can just let it flow Maggie, like, like are you noticing how Josh is talking? Flying it's, out of my mouth right now. It's almost like he is going up in infliction and then down in infliction, almost like he is a robot of sorts. And I've never heard you talk like this with a microphone in front of you. All I'm saying is I'm very passionate about no, I. <laughs> it's incredible the way you're Slow talking Slow roll today. your experiments. Slow roll them out. Do okay. it like a, um, what, what do they call it in like tech? A beta. Do a beta. Beta <laughs> test, right? You think That's I know anything about tech? <laughs> I don't know anything either. <laughs> but no, I'm saying mm-hmm. if you got a new tradition, mm-hmm. if you got a new experiment you want to put out into the universe, you want to put on your Thanksgiving table one at a time. Do it gradually, right? You don't need to shock the entire table. So say okay. for me, right, I might simply... Add a new spice to that turkey. I might rub it down with a little bit of chile, right? It's still a whole roasted bird. I'm not going to cook it in a whole vat of pork fat. It'd be cool I'm also going to... Oh, that'd be really cool, cool right? Oh, I got a fryer. <laughs> it would just like slow confit a turkey. Oh, would that work though? Because then you're overcooking the breast. Confit I think you're willing. Meat. I think you're willing to sacrifice a crappy breast for the rest of the, oh, the payoff. You, you know what I mean? the breast and then you put that in mole? Ooh, I'm getting ahead of myself and I'm not following my own rule, <laughs> which is right. Like you, you don't have to do it all at once. Robot Josh. You know, you can slowly <laughs> add these things into your repertoire mm-hmm. because that's what cooking is, right? Sure. You slowly add things into your repertoire. You remember. You learn, you, remember. Yeah, yeah. you learn one dish 
And then that stays in the back of your mind for forever. And then, and then you'll learn another. Mm-hmm. What's it called whenever you like know something really well? And Oh, you like adapt. Endemic knowledge. Oh, yeah, sure. I don't know. I said that. That's mm-hmm. just the word I said. Stephen King. What about him? He writes books. Yeah. <laughs> he has movies. I just wanted to shout him out real quick. No, Stephen King. He said something <laughs> once f- that uh, kind of hit me a little bit hard. He was like, okay. he was like, how do you have time to write all these books? How have you written all these books? And he's like, mm-hmm. if you write one page a day, which does not take long, if you want it to be good, that's a different story. I sure. suppose. But if you write one page a day, a year later, you just have a whole book. 365 pages if you learn a in new, one year. <laughs> You learn a new dish this year for Thanksgiving. You make that part of your tradition. Next year, even the year after, you do another one. Five to ten years, suddenly, wow, you have a whole new Thanksgiving tradition. You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of beautiful. And that's the malleable uh, way of cooking. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, While you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing Sum 41. (laughs) Skate Punk is back, and it's not Pop Punk. It is Skate Punk. But also, they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant. Nicole, you're not ready for this one. (gasps) Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. (laughs) Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. Okay, this feeds into another one of our Thanksgiving tips, which is lie to people. Lie to people. That is... This is is my favorite one. (laughs) Tell them about lying to people. Yeah, so what we have here in our notes is use box mashed potatoes, add Mm -hmm. one fancy ingredient, store-bought dinner rolls with an herb butter brushed over over top. Mm -hmm. It's pretty self-explanatory, man. Like, people don't need to know all your (sighs) secrets. Like... People don't need to know everything that you're doing. If they say, oh my gosh, these are the best mashed potatoes I've ever Mm. had. What did you do? And they're boxed. It's no one's business that they're boxed. I'm going to throw out a little corollary here. If you go to a restaurant Uh and you see something that says, house made chipotle aioli, what do you think they're doing in the back to achieve that? I think they're taking mayonnaise and taking chipotle peppers and blending them together. I agree with that entirely. Yeah. If it tastes really good, are you going to be mad? I would never be mad. I never be mad. They're they're technically not. I don't not, care that much when I go no, to restaurants. Me, me I just want to dip my tater tots. It's not I good, literally you know? don't care if restaurants do that. If anything, I respect them for not doing like BS labor. I went to a French bistro recently, uh-huh. not to be named, but it's the one you're thinking of. Yeah, the one by my house. I know which the one. one that I normally like, and you say you don't really like it, and I'm like, sure, they have some seasoning issues and some consistency issues, um, but you know, sometimes <laughs> the food's good. And then yeah. you're like, yeah, but are you really you're like they're burger costs like $40. Like you want... Continue with your story. So I got the burger, which was lovely, but uh, French fries are supposed to come with a house-made aioli, and this is a French bistro, right? Their aioli should be thick and luscious, and it was it was broken. Oh, really? Broken, runny, raw yolk, separated oil, oh, no. raw garlic. Ugh, salt oh, no. Didn't even, salt didn't even emulsify into it because it just rested at the bottom. And I said nothing, and, and I... It could have been. I, yeah. I have a feeling somebody trying to make it just broke. Point is... That is a house-made aioli. Yeah. Putting chipotles into a mayonnaise, I wouldn't say that's house-made aioli. You're stretching the truth a little bit. Technically, you mix those two things in-house. That's great. But I would have much rather had chipotle peppers mixed with Best Foods mayonnaise than somebody trying, I assume, their best to emulsify an aioli themselves. So this is to say mashed potatoes, 
I think where they're won and lost it are the flavorings you add to them. You want sure. roasted garlic, go for it. And if you can save an hour of your life mm-hmm. by just mixing the box stuff with milk, which again, the box stuff is just cooked potato that has been dehydrated. dehydrated. Yeah. If that was in a fancy restaurant, that would be molecular gastronomy. Toad, totally. Right? We de- we took You're all the so water, right. Nicole, we took all the water out of the potato and we replaced that with pure butter and milk so we could inject even more dairy flavor. Like that's molecular gastronomy. It's Congrats. Up. You are Grant Ackett's of Alinea <laughs> for using box mashed potatoes. But you know, throw some smoked gouda in there. Throw some yeah. chives in there. Throw some roasted garlic. And then if people say, are these homemade? You go, yes. Also, who are you and how did you get into my house? Yeah, I like keeping secrets from people, too. <laughs> what are other good things you can lie about? Um, other than food? <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Let's go down that no, rabbit hole. No, I don't want to. It's Thanksgiving. Come on. Be, be a little bit, you know, in terms of, like, food stuff? No, like, to your romantic partner. <laughs> no. Can I tell you what? I do not know what shoes go with which outfit for Julia, but then every time she goes... What shoes do you like These more? shoes are these shoes. I've always pointed left. Is that true? Yeah, so she'll hold them... Uh-huh. And I always point to the left. Interesting. It's just easier now as oh. a reflex. And she always looks great. You know what I mean? You're I, the worst. I, I don't know. Me and Annalise are looking at you like, huh? Oh, that that was a shock. Oh, wow. That's the big salacious relationship thing. I am shoes? honest. There, no, it's not that I can't be honest. I don't know which would look better. Hmm. I am a dummy. But I, but she needs confidence. What's one thing and I so lie I just go, in my oh my God, those are so much better. They look beautiful. You're beautiful. I love you. What's one thing I lie about in my relationship? Hmm. I tell David I'm ironing clothes and I'm honestly on Instagram reels. That's my big lie. I'm scrolling, babe. I'm always scrolling. Yeah. I'm not ironing stuff. I'm scrolling. Yeah. I do that with pooping. Yeah. I just sit there for a while. <laughs> You know, I have like, I, I'm going in there in good faith to poop, but sometimes mm-hmm. I can't, but I need to do it because I'm on a schedule, mm. you know, <laughs> there's something wrong with my brain. I don't know if any people just, are out there that know, but, but I just sit, I sit pantsless and yeah. I just shirtless, I scroll shirtless, pantsless. Yeah. I take off all my clooks, clothes to poop. I know this is weird, but Josh Pooping told is part me of Thanksgiving. yesterday in the parking lot that he takes off his shirt to poop like George Costanza. We all and knew I'm this like, about me, right? Does anybody not know this? And I literally was shocked. My favorite thing is when I wear shorts at the office because I take off all my clothes. But when I wear shorts, I don't have to take <laughs> you my take shoes off. All your clothes in the work bathroom. Yeah, I, that's why I wait for the big stall. Do you take off your? Stock? I don't wear socks, but <laughs> what no. But, about your hat? Uh, no. Well, I, I'll take off my hat to take off my shirt. Then the hat comes back on. But the best thing, <laughs> if I'm wearing pants, I take off my shoes because the pants won't fit over it. But if I'm wearing shorts, and this is yeah, yeah. real. <laughs> I just get shoes on, but then the shoes give you more traction to grip the floor. I learn so much about you every day. Yeah. Add some fresh herbs to box stuffing. Oh yeah. That's nice. You should definitely do that. Okay. Let's see what else we got here. Okay. Um, sides reign supreme. Focus your energies on making the best part of your dish. That was you because I just said turkey is the best part and you should focus your energies on that. Nicole, explain yourself. Let's this see. is turning into a vitriolic debate. It's not vitriolic. vitriolic. What's vitriolic vitriolic about this? My mouth is dry. I forgot to put stuff in my cup and I went to drink it. Wait, is this just spit? What's in this? You can have some of my ice I'm going to drink the spit. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) So I was thinking about how you construct like a plate of of like turkey dinner. Mm -hmm. And whenever you think about it, like a turkey, like the turkey isn't like the biggest part of your dish. When you look at a plate holistically, 
what you're not gonna eat a whole turkey leg if you're the guy who takes the turkey leg at thanksgiving i hate you if you're that person is that you Got it. Who do you think it is, Nicole? <laughs> like, like, and just you just go to town. You don't even like bother like share like the oyster part with anybody. Like, ugh, I hate you. Um, but yeah, it's like an eighth of your plate, and then everything else. That means there's seven eighths left of your plate to make really special. Mm. So when you think about it, the gravy is really, really special. You should probably season it really, really well. The stuffing is going to be really, really delicious. You should, you should take care of that. I have salad at my Thanksgivings. I don't know if you do salad. <laughs> you don't do salad at your Thanksgivings. We always uh, have salad. Somebody's always like, "Somebody should make a salad." And I'm like, or like don't. greens, or like, or like, uh, like I have cooked several peas. cooked vegetables. Yeah, cooked vegetables, roasted vegetables. Like those things are just as important as the turkey. The turkey is the centerpiece. Don't get me wrong, but whenever you look at an actual plate of turkey dinner, it's not the biggest part of the mm. dinner. It's everything else that makes up the total of the dish. Mm. So concentrate on those things. Put a little bit of effort into them. I love that you're going by the geographic size of the foods on the plate yes. as to like their importance, right? Yes. So like when people are like, um, look how big South Dakota is. It deserves just as much representation oh, yeah. as Ohio. No. It's like, well, no, Ohio has like More 30 people. times the people. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how I feel about this. Like the, Is that not how I feel? The sweet potatoes are South Dakota. They're big and they're just there. No, I do love sweet potatoes. I'm trying to think of the worst side, but all the sides are great. All the sides are good. Because if all the sides weren't great, they wouldn't be on my plate. That's I only serve saying. things that I love. The salad, but we, we can kill that. Um, no, that's a good point. Cause well, I was going to say one of my things is, um, Turkey, you should focus on it, you know, I, but, but see, now I'm going to renege, I'm going to renege. I'm going to recant I officially. Disagree with that. Okay. I'm going to recant and I will say the Turkey, it's important. You should focus on it, but you should only focus on two things on the Turkey and that is salt and wet. Oh, this is, this is one of your, this is one of your, uh, tips. Self-basting turkeys. This is cool. Self-basting turkeys. A lot of people don't know this. What a self-basting turkey is, is just a wet brined turkey. So the reason it's self-based is because there's fat, salt, and water injected into the bird meat. Really? And then when you uh, bake it, the fat in in salt water, which is to say like mm -hmm. broth because it's been inside a turkey, yeah. comes up from the meat and cascades over the bird. So it's like pre-injected with these things and you buy it pre-injected and pre-brined. Yes. Oh, and that's so brilliant. it's not the basting, but basting, we, we did this and when we tested Thanksgiving turkey myths, mm -hmm. basting does help. Of course. Um, but the best thing you can do for any poultry is to salt it a day ahead. I would say dr brine, dry brine. A lot of people seem to be intimidated by that. Cover yeah. that beezy in salt, man. That's the only thing that matters is the salt penetrates. It makes it juicier. It makes it flavorful. Make sure your, tur your turkey is salty and wet because so many turkeys are dry and unseasoned. The yeah. herbs that you're adding to the outside of that skin, don't do squat. The lemons you are shoving up its hole to perfume it, don't do squat. You want salt and you want wet and self-basting turkeys will get you there. Also, side note, Popeye sells turkeys. Did you know this? No, get the hell out of here. What? Popeye sells Cajun turkeys I can buy for $99. Why the hell am I not doing that every year? I don't know, but again... Get a self-basting. I'm not saying the, the Popeye's ones are self-basting, but they are pre-seasoned, probably wet, Brian, too. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. What else do we got here? What else do we got here? No, okay, this oh. is this is a good one. Okay, I, go said, I said practice. You practice, know, that's yeah. That's how you get good at cooking. Yeah. In that video, uh, when the woman says, don't experiment on Thanksgiving, I believe the issue was she used a mac and cheese recipe that oh. had, like, cream cheese, a real BuzzFeed tasty-ass macaroni recipe. Mm -hmm. 
Um, if you want to do that, do it on your own time and practice. And if it's really good and if you'll stand by that dish, yeah. serve it on Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. But if not, you know, that's great. You just get to eat it for a weeknight dinner and your shame is your own. Practice. Practice is an important part of Thanksgiving. And I, I made a really incredible, um, it was a Chinese American themed Thanksgiving dinner. Really? Uh, nice. My brother and I tag teamed it and we did like five spice I remember roast this. duck. And, I um, remember but this. the thing that I made was, you know, the almond cookies you get at Chinese restaurants? Yes. Made a crumb crust out of that, and then I did a red bean bottom, and then I did a uh, custard, like a, uh, what's it called, oolong tea custard top. Okay, nice. And I just wish I would have practiced. I wish I would have practiced and known did that come out the good? cookies are simply too sandy, because uh, the fillings were great. The cookies were just kind of too sandy to be mm-hmm. a good crumb crust, and I would have mm-hmm. just rather used vanilla wafers or something. Mm-hmm. And so practice would have taken me a long way on that. That happened to me, too, actually, with pie. I was making, uh, it was the first time I was at David's big family Thanksgiving and I was really intimidated. They're like, oh, you're the baker. What are you going to make? And I oh, asked my mother-in-law, I'm like, what's your favorite pie? And she said, coconut cream pie. And I said, great. So I made it and it was just not that good. Oh, I wish I practiced that more well, too. this feeds into number eight. Oh yeah. Outsource dessert. Outsource it. If you're hosting Thanksgiving. Hire someone on Fiverr. <laughs> as someone who bakes and has a children's cookbook, like, you know, just maybe, I don't know. Sometimes outsource dessert if you're doing other things. Take a load off of your own back. Can I talk bad about an ex on this podcast? Bad about an ex? Just don't use their name. No, but like she uh, said she loved baking pies and everyone Mm -hmm. said she was very good at baking pies and Mm -hmm. that seemed to be part of her identity. Mm -hmm. But every year something would go terribly wrong with the pie and then she would be incredibly, this isn't talking bad about her, Mm -hmm. but then she would just be like incredibly stressed you know, and then the pie would never be good. And then people would have to sort of like lie to her and say the pie was good. And it's just, there's too much that can go wrong with baking. It's going to yeah. make your life worse, you know. Especially because the ovens are at so many different temperatures. <sighs> it's like, you're, it's a recipe for disaster if you're making like a custard filled something. <sighs> just just leave it to the professionals. Call 48, 24 hours ahead of your bake. Like call them 24 hours mm. before, 48 hours before. And just, it's something just to check off the bucket list. You know what I mean? And again, you should be too drunk by that point to care. Or you can lie to people and say, yes, I made this blackberry pie that has the Kirkland sticker still attached to it. You can do that, right? There's um, one more. You there's take one it. more. I, I'm trying to think. Uh, the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Justin Fields, right? They were like, we don't even know if he's the quarterback of the future. And who do they have as backup, Nicole? Um, uh, Pablo De Laurentiis. <laughs> Tyson Bajan listen and I'm, I'm I would have never said that name went to a D2 school but it's like if you're not sure about your quarterback you might want to have a good backup you know what I mean the 49ers they brought in Sam Darnold former number one pick you know what I mean mm-hmm. so all I'm saying is have good backups that's why the Eagles have Marcus Mariota and uh, people who get that reference will laugh at me it's, anyways the point is he has nerve damage in his throwing hand and he can't throw a spiral and the point is if you're worried about not being able to execute any dish, have a backup. Have a backup. You, if you that, can't cook a turkey, have a backup ham sitting outside. Isn't that like extra work though for them to do? Buy a can of, buy a can of gravy. Oh. If you're worried about your gravy breaking, have a can of Heinz okay. Home Style sitting in your pantry. That's a good idea. You don't have to buy a backup for everything. That's a good, okay, okay. You buy a backup, right? You're not going to spend money on a backup safety. Buy a backup for the important things, Nicole. You're right. Backup quarterback. Have a good slot corner who can play outside. Sorry, I am so keyed into football, man. Birds are rocking. Got to flip the hat forwards for good luck. 
So should we tell them what our 10 tips are? I can just go through them really fast. Yeah, yeah run through the 10 tips. Okay, they are not in the order that we said them. They're in mm. the order that I have written down. Okay, practice, number one. Don't experiment on Thanksgiving, Except number do. two. Except do if you know what you're doing. If this is your first time making a turkey, get the self-basting kind or just get the Popeye's one. Mm. Uh, sides reign supreme. Lie to people. Mm-hmm. Use canned foods. Mm-hmm. Have backups. No Tyson Bajant. Outsource dessert. Get people drunk slash have good vibes. Trade for Josh Dobbs. And traditions are malleable. Who would have thought Josh Dobbs out of Tennessee? You know, six years, seven years, something into his career. He's out there. He looks great. You know, Cardinals didn't know it was up. And that's the real message of Thanksgiving. You're always a contender in the NFC West. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) We're grateful for you. Go Birds! I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, Nicole. We've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the universe. Well, it's time for a segment we call Opinions, Opinions are, are like, like Green Bean Casserole. But Nicole, before we get to their opinions, I want to read your opinions about us. This is everybody's favorite segment, Review a Review, where we take one of your Apple podcast reviews and we review it ourselves, (laughs) turning the turntables back to the turn right on you. Uh, But please leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. We love them. We love that. Um, This is from AMD Roger L. They've given us two stars out of five. Not great. (laughs) Not enough intellectual content. (laughs) Yeah, They fancy themselves an intellectual, a debate me. I love funny stuff and I enjoy discussions about food and I even like a little quote unquote silly now and then, but this podcast is 90% just plain silly. I'm sure they have knowledge about food. Thank you. But it turns into what sounds like two middle schoolers giggling and talking about whatever pops into their heads. To be fair, doesn't sound like you're being quite there, quite fair there, AMD Roger L. I've only listened to 3.5 episodes, but I cannot continue. Okay. 
I think this podcast heals both of our inner child sometimes. Yeah. And this is our hour to just talk about stuff that excites us mm-hmm. and uh, makes us feel good. And um, if that sounds like m- middle schoolers giggling and talking about whatever pops in their heads, it's because that's what it is. And I enjoy doing that with you. Mm-hmm. And even though there's some, you know, moments where we're like super intellectual, or maybe more you than I, but like super intellectual and all about like the facts and stuff. There's moments like that. But the moments I personally cherish as your co-host are the moments where we're just giddy and excited around talking about things. And I think it heals our inner child. And that is worth more than the intellectual stuff because you can get that from any podcast. Our greatest fear is not that we're inadequate. It's that we're powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that frightens us. And when we let that inner light shine, we allow others to do the same. Marianne Williamson, inexplicable presidential candidate. Um, I think that's one of the things that we really pride ourselves in is yeah. sort of allowing that silliness to come out. And I also believe, though, that we do hit a lot of intellectual topics. We, we had try. A, I mean, we had a whole discussion about how migration patterns affected fish mislabeling in the industry. That's true. Um, but I love that we're not only that. And this is going to sound very aggressive, but stupid people think I'm stupid. Does that does that track? Like, there's some people. Like, um, somebody once said, it, "Now we shouldn't flame Joe." Now, screw it. Somebody once said Joe Rogan is a stupid person's idea of what a very smart man is. Okay. You know what I mean? And I think people who think Joe Rogan is smart would think I'm stupid. I'm not saying Joe Rogan's not smart. I have no idea. Um, but all I'm saying is, I I think stupid people hear me talk and go, "You're stupid," and then smart people hear me talk and go, "Like, oh." There's a lot of smartness framed within a guise of silliness, a guise that I very much cherish. Mm -hmm. And I think we are a little bit intentional about that. There were times when we thought the podcast was getting a little bit too stuffy and it was me just soapboxing, you know, and so I'm glad that we can have a fair amount of silliness and maybe you listen to the wrong 3.5 episodes uh, or maybe our podcast isn't for you. And that's absolutely fine. That's totally okay. So I give this review four stars. Honestly, I would say four stars. It was actually pretty, (laughs) pretty well reasoned and and thought out. You know, um, I think a little bit of editorializing there and I don't like the to be fair, but because I, I feel you're. Not being fair. Not applying that fairness to everything within that statement, but not a bad review. Um, AMD Roger L, thank you for thank you. letting us know. <clears throat> Let's get in some Thanksgiving opinions. Do you also think your inner child is being healed a no, little bit? No, I, I, I have, you. Nick, my inner child Ugh, is locked minus. up really? in a basement, chained away. <gasps> really? I, mean, I haven't cried in like I'm gonna 18 be- years. I refuse to allow myself to feel... Get back in there, inner child. You're oh not God. needed. I'm going to make you so happy one day that you have no choice but to cry. <laughs> That's my goal for 2024. Make Josh happy cry. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> hey, Josh and Nicole. My name is Lauren, and hey, I Lauren. have a food mystery for you guys. Ooh, Ooh. My favorite Thanksgiving side dish is cheese pie. It's uh-huh. a family tradition that I've never heard of anyone else doing. It's not cheesecake. It's a savory pie served with the meal. Hell yes. And you eat it with the turkey and stuffing and stuff. Mm. It's a homemade traditional double pie crust filled with sliced cheddar cheese and baked for like 40 minutes. That's it? It's the most delicious combination of melty cheese and flaky pie crust. And it goes so well with a bite of Thanksgiving turkey. Oh my God. I was wondering if Josh's encyclopedic brain might know if this actually has historic roots anywhere. I've been told it's a family tradition that originally came from Wales, but I can't find anything similar online. I've never met anyone outside my family who does this or has even heard of it. Did someone in my family just make this up in the past or does it have historical roots somewhere? Thanks, guys. You're my favorite podcast by a mile. Love you. Bye. Lauren, I love you. Uh, Please go back to our uh, Thanksgiving tips. 
Number five, lie to people. Lie Seems like maybe your family is lying. Definitely what happened. Definitely what happened. <laughs> I don't know. I think this might be a lie just to make your, your, you know, you guys feel good. Like, like my family's like, oh, like, you know, your mom is like a part Spanish. I did a DNA test, 99% Persian, not a single speck of Spaniard in me. I've never heard of this, but what it immediately reminded me of is like Brian Crute. Don't know. Oh, oh. Brian Crute. Sorry, you needed to know the original French pronunciation. Um, But no, I mean, uh, so a lot of French traditions then got sort of passed over to England. Yeah. um, Because there was a lot of just royal court sharing. So a lot of like British high society had a lot in common with French aristocracy and the food certainly became part of that. Um, Brion crout is just a, a wedge of brie or a wheel of brie that is baked inside of Love a pastry it. crust. And one of my favorite things is within general emigration patterns and diaspora is you take the traditional foods of one place and then you kind of replace them with like more blue collary type things or at least things that are blue collary to us. Mm-hmm. This is just like American Brion crout, which I think is fascinating. It's like eating uh, meatballs with iceberg salad in uh, New Jersey. My problem is if it's just cheese and pie crust, mm-hmm. I feel like there needs to be something in the middle like to, to give it some like so when when she initially said cheese pie, I thought it would be like there'd be an egg and maybe flour that's sort of binding it, which would just give it effectively like a quiche, right? Yeah, that's that's what I thought. But then she just said sliced cheese and homemade pie crust, and I'm like, huh? Because I have no idea what would happen. Because cheese at high heats, obviously, it's going to separate into oils and proteins and all that. Yeah. But if you just put enough of it in there. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Maybe the pie crust steams and sort of insulates it in a way. I've never heard of this. Um, But I was recently researching uh, an obscure regional American pie because, hear me out, sweet potato pie is a thing. So I thought, why not white russet potato pie? Found out it is a soul food dish coming from uh, Chesapeake Bay region. No way. Like Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland. That's my attempt at a Baltimore accent. But uh, yeah, I really want to try that out. I really want to try out cheese pie. It sounds fun. No, but I, I wish I had a better answer for you. Sounds like fun. Yeah, Brion Crute. That's my guess. Josh, Nicole. Hi, buddy. It's hey. the day after Thanksgiving. I'm slightly hungover from drinking 120 proof whiskey all That's night. That's the way to do it, baby. I got to go to work at my normal time of 8 a.m. Oh it is currently 7.50 and I'm sitting in a car in my driveway. Oh, my gosh. Because. I'm also just going to be late because I'm going to have a big fat breakfast burrito to help with the hangover. Man's got his head on straight. I'm going to lose a little credibility for this, given that my my burrito of choice is a chili verde burrito, which is made with pork. Yum. The worst food, undeniably, (sighs) at Thanksgiving is ham in Uh, any form mm. except bacon, if you use bacon. Mm. Bacon is bacon. Bacon is God. But ham is the worst meat on the table, bar none. Turkey's the best. I said what I said. I just, I don't really like pork chops. It's just not good. Mm. Turkey is better in every form, in every situation. Ground turkey, turkey lunch meat. Mm. It's all better. Anyway. All right. Love the show, guys. What do you, Nicole, you grew up not eating pork, so I'm curious about your... uh, We never had ham at our Thanksgiving table. I did have ham at an Easter one time at my ex-boyfriend's house. Um, wasn't that great, but I said, mm, so good. I hated it. Um, so I don't love ham in general. So. I grew up hating turkey and loving ham simply because I never had a turkey that was cooked properly. Mm-hmm. But now, and I will gladly eat a ham on Easter, on Christmas, because to me, those are ham holidays. Okay. Whereas to me, 
Thanksgiving is a turkey holiday exclusively. So to me, ham, it's the only ham don't fit holiday. quite right with the rest of the things. I Gravy agree. on ham is really weird to me. I think ham needs a sweet sauce. I made something called a Jezebel sauce once that was like Jezebel mar- marmalade sauce. and horseradish and mustard and vinegar. Sounds and so up good. My alley. Put that on ham. I love <laughs> honey baked ham. You do good work. You do God's work. You are missionaries proselytizing the message of ham. And I love that. But food is contextual, right? To me, Thanksgiving is a turkey holiday. That is, that's thyme, that's sage, that's gravy. That ain't pineapple and maraschino cherries. Save that for Easter. Yeah, sure. You know, um, but as far as just disliking pork in general, pork, to uh, me, pig meat is maybe the best meat. Oh, uh, lamb is number one, but pig meat's pretty close um, for two. I think beef is the best meat. Ah. I think it's beef, chicken, turkey, pork, lamb. Beef, you get turkey above pork. Even you don't like lamb like at all. I don't love lamb. It's probably the yeah. least amount of that's like the least meat I eat. Oh God, I eat so much lamb. Um, but no, I think a lot of people have been overcooking pork for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, okay. but because FDA guidelines uh, or USDA, USDA guidelines uh, initially had pork uh, being uh, 160 degrees, which is fully well done because of the big trichinosis outbreak in the 1970s. And then recently, I believe 10 years ago ish, they lowered it back down to 145, which is the proper cook temp for a pork chop. But also I respect your opinion. Look at you with your food knowledge. I'm very smart. We are a very intellectual podcast. Josh, I think you're Debate really me, smart. Um, we do that every day. I debate you every day, all the time. Why is she refusing to debate me? Sorry. Are you, all I do is debate. Are you debating me about debating you? <sighs> oh, gosh. Hi, guys. It's Christina calling in from Detroit, Michigan. We know you uh, love you. I love that voicemail. It sounds so nice. Thank also, you. I'm pretty sure this is Thank the closest I'll ever come to talking to you guys in real life, which is very exciting. Um, okay, so I'm one of those weirdos who... Uh, doesn't like their food to touch. I know, uh, I know, it's noxious. Yeah. Um, but I will say that there are a few things that I do appreciate when they touch. Some foods are meant to go together. Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. meant to go together. Mm-hmm. Uh, meatloaf and mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. meant to go together. Mm-hmm. Kentucky fried chicken food bowl, meant to go together. Mm-hmm. One weird combination that I love together mm-hmm. is Caesar salad and mashed potatoes. What? You need to get the perfect Stop bite. Me you, I wouldn't mix them together, but I would take a bite of Caesar salad and a bite of mashed potatoes, and it's mm-hmm. delicious. And I would love mm-hmm. if you tried it sometime. And that's mm-hmm. it. Hope you guys are well. Talk to you soon. Or not. I don't know. Bye. <laughs> I like when all my food touches like an orgy. Yeah, who knows where the pleasure's coming from? The salmon's touching the cucumbers. It's touching the rice. It's just pleasure, baby. Um, no, I agree with you. You know, both about group sex and about food. What do you say? What Nicole's caught up in giggly fits? I need to know more about Christina's dislikes when it comes to food touching yeah. because. I hate, this is a thing I've recently thought about. Oh, really? (laughs) What What could it be? I hate when people serve braises on top of purees. Why? So for instance, for instance, like a a braised short rib with like nice demi or gravy, whatever, served on mashed potatoes. I love that. The gravy, if you fork down at the short rib, it's just going to mash the potatoes with the the gravy. It's already mashed. I don't want it mashed together. I want those served entirely separately like an Indian curry with, you know, the various sides. I want the short ribs completely separate from potatoes or whatever puree. If it's rice, different story. Rice absorbs 
and doesn't just turn into a mush. What you're saying is nuts because a demi-gloss is just a gravy. So mashed potatoes and gravy don't But, go uh, but d- don't put the, the meat on there. Then what? give me a separate what? bowl of mashed Because when <laughs> you have to fork so the meat, you in, no, I'm serious. You in, you mash the gravy and, and the potatoes. Josh, the it's worst already thing. mashed. What are you saying? No, I'm saying I hate when you like blend gravy into potatoes accidentally. The gravy needs to sit atop the potato okay, and act as a flavor contrast. The, so wait, hard, wait, Nicole. Wait, wait. I'm going You're nuts. so hard. I'm going so freaking hard. I'm going, ooh, I'm, You're go, nuts. Ooh, I'm going so hard You're into that very short What are you talking rib. about? There's an, okay, well, maybe use a spoon. You're so aggressive. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> Just sorry. use a spoon. What is the f- the fork? The magical fork. Don't use the fork. Use a spoon. Just give me two bowls. Just give me two bowls. <gasps> well, um, yeah. You wanted too many dishes. This isn't about that. You're this isn't about so this. This is about Caesar salad and mashed potatoes. <laughs> and Ew, I would never do that. No, what she's You're chasing horrible. and she's correct. She's crazy, but she's correct. No, I'm down to put Caesar dressing on mashed potatoes, but correct. the lettuce, the wilty That's lettuce, what she's with trying the hot to get potatoes. To. She wants Caesar dressing. She wants that garlic. She wants that acid. She wants the pepper. She wants the Parmesan cheese. Just put it on the, on potatoes. the potatoes. But also, so I cooked a, a thing the other day. I called it. I called it <laughs> bubble and leak instead like of bubble, bubble and, and squeak, squeak. But I use leak. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> I was talking about a fun weeknight dinner I made for the person I love. So what I did is I took leeks, I sliced them. Pretty friggin' thin, right? And then I hit him with a little bit of butter, saute like a, a deglazed it in milk, a little milk deglazing. De-glazed and then I boiled down, yeah, whatever. And then I boiled down the leaky milk. And then I cooked potatoes and I just like siphoned those off. Not siphoned, what's it called? Sifted. I sifted my potatoes like I was panning for gold in 1849 California. Tammy with a Tammy. Yeah. And then I put that into the leaky milky butter mixture and mix that all around. So it's almost equal parts potato and leek. And so you get like vegetable chunks framed by the potato. And that was really nice. And that, that, that is what she's after with the Caesar salad. Vegetable chunks framed by potato, salad dressing. That's a good food. And I, when people are like, oh, I don't like hot salad, grow up. I don't love hot salad. I microwaved my salad today. <laughs> it was w- too cold. Well, it's because this room is so cold. This room is so cold I'm and the freezing. salads were in the room. I'm freezing in this room. Take the chill off of your salad. Not everything needs to be okay. ice cold. Okay, take the chill off of your salad. The best salad in the world, which is the Olive Garden salad, is ice cold. I don't like that. The, the Olive Garden salad would be better if they let it sit on top of the breadsticks for three to four minutes no, before it serving. No, wouldn't. Absolutely. Nicole, the, the contra- aromas Josh, you are the man who literally breathe. talks about contrast all the time. You're like, I love it whenever the cold salsas over the hot ta- tacos with the Camarones. That's you, man. You talk about that all the time. And you have the audacity to say that the salad needs to be the same or similar temperature to the breadsticks. The breadsticks are hot. The salad is cold. You eat them together and then you have a good time. And I can't believe you did. You said those things about the short rib. It really pissed me off, Josh. It really pissed me off. You pissed me off, Josh. Nicole, you're at the Olive Garden. You got a bowl of minestrone. I haven't been to Olive Garden in 20 year, 23 years. The breadsticks are going to get to room temp. It's such a light bread with so much dough conditioner. That's going to get to room temp in about three, four minutes, right? Josh, you're That's angering fine. me. The, no, the contrast should away. be from your... I'm about to... My mic is over my shoulder. You should be on your fourth Diet Coke by that time. I and don't that drink cold, Diet Coke. Even, what are you drinking at the Olive Garden? Iced tea, unsweetened. Oh, God, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, on that note... <laughs> This wouldn't have been a podcast without a Thanksgiving fight, just like middle schoolers do. Well, thank you so much for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. you got new episodes, audio only, coming out on Wednesdays, and that old video drops on YouTube on, what's the other day? Sunday. I think so, yeah. Sabbath. Black for, Sabbath. Yes. 
If you want to be featured on Opinions Like Casseroles, hit us up at 833-DOGPOD1. The number again is 833-DOGPOD1. And Josh, I'm thankful for you. Did you know that Black Sabbath, before the band existed, was the name of a song by a band called Coven? Which is really interesting. And even though a lot of people credit Black Sabbath for inventing the heavy metal genre... Okay, don't say you're thankful for me. Just say what you're thankful for. You really have to go back to Helter Skelter by the Beatles, which, of course, inspired Marilyn Manson to commit gruesome murders. Thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, We got new videos out on Mythical Kitchen channel every week. Nicole, I am very thankful for you, too, and I'm very thankful for all of them. We're thankful for you, It's a big thankful time. Thanks for watching and listening.